Hello, Common Sense here. You may not recognize me because you never use me anymore, but I figure I have one job, so I may as well try and do it. First, please remember that these two morons are not your personal life coaches. In fact, I'm willing to bet their advice and opinions are actually pretty terrible, so probably don't take them too seriously. Oh, and another thing, please remember this is not a show for kids. I know your precious Liam is so grown up, but seriously, you're about to likely scar him for life. But what do I know? You're going to do whatever you want, so enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Angry Penguin Podcast, episode four, I think. I Numbers no are idea. My name is Husky Ninja. With me, as always, is the pollen to my flower, Raven Zero. Raven, how are you today? Ooh, policy. Wait, are you allergic? No, no. I, okay, then. I just, I just want you all over me and help pollinate others. <laughs> I'll take it, whatever that means. <laughs> Raven, what are we doing today? You know, I know we're talking. Yep. Yep. But you mentioned pollen, sir. That's a good segue. So... Let me ask you, here's a good question for you. When you were in school, do you remember that kid who used to have like a collection of bugs and how weird he was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever wonder whatever happened to those kids who had the weird bugs as pets when they, and then when they grew up and became somewhat functional adults? I actually do, because I wonder uh, if they became successful with that. Well, I have good news for you. Here What? I have on speed dial here on my magical invisible phone, mm-hmm. someone that we can call and actually ask them about owning bugs. You know, somebody that so, owns bugs. Yeah. Hold on. So let me go ahead and okay. Dialing. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if they answer. It's ringing. It's ringing. Uh, hello. Yeah. Hi, B. Hi. So everyone, this is LLB. She's I just called her and she's awkwardly going to put her on the spot. How are you? Uh, who is this? It, How'd you get my number? Um, hi, you have to you kind like, of explain I'll... that, Husky. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hey, hello. Hey. I lost track of the analogy here. Shut up. <laughs> Brilliant. It's awesome to have you here, LLB, for real. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. So keen-eyed listeners... I don't know what keen eared listeners yeah, would recognize Miss B here as the voice of common sense. Yep. So we figured com- we need a little common sense on the stream, on the podcast, not the stream. I'm all sorts of tangled up today. It's fine. This makes it even better because people are going to be like, what was Husky on that night? <laughs> so <laughs> B, let's start with the obvious. So you collect insect barf as a hobby. <laughs> I do. And then I put it in jars and sell it to other people who eat it. It's delicious. So, so has anybody ever put it that way that you collect insect barfers or is there like any kind of stigma around beekeeping that you've ever experienced? Uh, yeah. A lot of people call the honey, the um, bee barf. I think there's even a brand called bee barf. So, um, People like bee barf. They like to eat it. They slather it on bread. It's delicious. It really is. So how did you get into beekeeping? I mean, what was it about them? Does this like a kid thing? Was this a they stung me, so now they're my prisoner kind of thing? (laughs) Uh, 
You know, actually, I used to work for a renewable energy company, and I was doing a lot of research about the environment, and I kept seeing all of these things posted about bees and how we needed more bees. And so I thought, you know, that kind of sounds interesting. And uh, I took a class and I dragged my dad to this class at a winery. Um, it was beekeeping and wine tasting. So my dad was all into the wine tasting, um, but we both thought beekeeping sounded like kind of a cool idea. And so the following spring, I went ahead and bought a small colony of bees to start with. Wow. Now, now where do you get colonies of bees? I, I would think you just go to like the forest and like get like a, a sack and like grab them and run away. Um, I mean, you could, if you knew where they were, I've never done it, but I would totally love to get some wild bees. That is kind of my dream is to capture a swarm and relocate it uh, to one of my hives. But actually I went to the bee store. So uh, there's the actual bee stores out there where you buy bees and then they go and pick them up from their hundred acre estate somewhere out in farmland and then <laughs> bring them to you. And so that's what I did. Do they bring them to you via USB? Wah, wah, no boy. <laughs> Oh boy! Wait, so LLB, you're telling me that there you would yeah. actually go to a forest with a like a uh, a sack and swap a bee nest and just run off to your car and put the bee nest in your car. So I probably wouldn't run. I would probably walk if I had a sack of bees. Uh, but yeah, I would totally do that, wouldn't you? Wouldn't anyone? Free bees. But, so. Do you, can you close the sack or would that suffocate them? Uh, well, it depends. If it's a burlap sack, then it would work. Do bees um, breathe? Bees that's actually a question. Yeah. And we can get to it if you want, but bees don't have noses, but they can breathe like any other insect does. So bees can't do cocaine. <laughs> Wait, so um, how do they smell? They might be able to. How do you smell? Through my nose, but bees like don't have noses. Bees don't have noses, but they can, they have these little tiny uh, ventricles. They're like little vents on the sides of their bodies. They're little holes and they can close them uh, with like a venting system and open them at will. And so what? that's, that's what they use. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really Interesting. That's what they use to breathe. Um, it's crazy. And they also taste with their feet. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. That's the insect that tastes with its feet. Okay. They can taste. Butterflies also. Now, I remember watching Magic School Bus when I was a kid, and I think they did. I, I think it was bees. Do they like communicate where flowers are by like dance? They can communicate by dance. Yeah. It's a wiggle dance that they do. Wait, you're, this is bees. serious? Yeah, for reals. Bees dance. They boogie. So This is you, amazing. So like a male bee goes to a strip club and the female bee starts twerking and he's like, oh shit, there's some tulips down the field over there. <laughs> I don't know too many bee strip clubs, but... What, you, nature... what else is going on in the hive? 
I mean, well, there's one queen and a bunch of male bees. I mean, that's a strip club. It's actually one queen and then a bunch of female workers oh. and then a handful of drones. And the drones oh. don't do anything. Are the drones the playboys, the playboys of the bee world. They just kind of hang out. and. Do um, these drones get used for anything specific by the female worker bees? Uh, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, I'm just... To educate myself, I'm wanting to know. I, they really don't... They don't serve any purpose other than to mate only with the queen. Uh, but there are instances, say, if the queen dies, there's a hive that doesn't have a queen, um, then one of the workers can step up and she can mate with a drone, but she can only have drone babies. So the hive wouldn't survive. But yeah, it's really interesting because the female workers are the ones who um, basically call the shots and they direct to the queen so um so the queen kind of a different thought so if a female can only ever produce more drones where do more queens come from um good question as well so if there are baby bees if there are larvae uh, that are female then the bees the the worker bees will feed the larvae royal jelly and the royal jelly will help the larvae um, develop into a queen. Most larvae only eat royal jelly for the first three days, and um, then they switch over to like I, I'm actually not sure. They don't keep eating royal jelly. The royal jelly is only fed to queens um, for any length of time. But yeah, so they can create their own queen bees as long as they have the larvae uh, waiting for them. Okay, so that's like the difference between giving honey boo boo caviar versus Doritos. Sure. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. I'm legit fascinated by this right now. I didn't know that there was so much complexity in this. I knew about the, the queen bee, I knew about the worker bees, the drone bees, but I did not know that like they were they were chosen from like birth to be their specific duties. That's amazing. He said duty. So, (laughs) yeah, bees are really fascinating. And I do not claim to know everything about bees. I continue to learn. Um, People ask me questions sometimes. I have no clue. It just hasn't come up. And so I'll go online and look up different um, articles from real professors and people who study bees for a living. I kind of just do it for fun um, and for my own knowledge. But and you there streamed are this. Who, you streamed doing uh, yeah. this live. Is yeah, there like, you, I, I you, do. You just have like a natural no fear of beer, bees? Have you gotten, gotten stung? <laughs> What's the deal? So I have been stung quite a few times. Uh, in fact, when I started beekeeping, I wasn't sure if I was allergic to bees. Yeah, oh, wow. because I had never been stung. Um, so I I got stung and I didn't swell up, so I figured I was okay. Um, and so since then, I've been stung mm, probably 30-something more times. 
over the years. Uh, once no. we made a mistake and I got stung by 22 or 23 bees at once, I do not suggest that. And knowing you, you're not going to worry about yourself. You're going to be like, oh, no, these 22 bees. bees. <laughs> <laughs> they sacrificed their life because I was an no. idiot and made a mistake. So that's not a myth? Like once they do sting you, they'll die? Uh, yeah, they they will. If they sting you in your flesh, um, they have little barbs on their stingers. The queen does not, um, but the worker bees do. So the barbs will get stuck in human skin because it's kind of tough. And so um, the bees will kind of rip it, be ripped out. It's Oof. just, it's all bad. Yeah, so that's kind of sad. The queen does not have a barb though, so she can sting repeatedly. Husky. And then the drones have no stinger. While she told while she said while she told that story, can you put like sad violin music over it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, totally will. Cool, cool. And then edit this part out. Probably won't do that. Oh well, I I sound like a fool now. Anyways, it would have been a good plan. So here, so (laughs) so you take the bees, and then now the honey is used for the larvae, right? To like feed them and like house them. Honey. Mm Mm-hmm. So when you're harvesting honey, how do you know you're not accidentally killing larvae? So the way the bees have it set up in their hive, um, if you have a couple different boxes, uh, they'll keep the honey on its own in the, t- in the upper boxes, and they'll keep the larvae, or it's referred to as brood, in the bottom boxes. So you can kind of tell what it looks like. The cap uh, on honey is different than the cap on brood. Now, is this kind of like peanut butter where there's like creamy and crunchy and crunchy is when you get the stuff with the larva in it? I've never (laughs) eaten it like that, but I will say that when I've harvested honey, there have accidentally been brood squashed into it. And so I think that would be true of any honey that you buy yep. that you are unknowingly eating itty bitty tiny particles of dead bees yep I there's just, a certain percentage of it that's allowed in the in the honey yeah it's like candy bars there's rat hair in every candy bar yeah there is confirmed like canned foods right there's a certain amount of insects that they allow in canned foods that's acceptable right right yeah so uh, i mean as as far as it depends upon me I do not want to kill any of my bees, so I only take frames that I know do not have any brood. Now, for those of you listening and who have never actually gotten a LLB um, bee story, she genuinely loves these bees. Like, she was telling us just the other day about one getting caught in a spider web. You want to tell everyone that story? That was (laughs) a wild ride. That was such a bee story. And those kinds of things only happen to me. So sometimes I just feel really bad when I see cold bees laying on the ground. The sun is going down. I know that they're not going to make it through the night. And so what I've done before is I'll pick them up. I'll bring them into my house. I'll put them in like an aquarium with a little bit of honey in there. And I'll let them stay in there overnight. And then in the morning when the sun comes out, I'll release them and then they'll fly away happy. In my mind, that's how it's supposed to happen. And I have done that successfully. However, the other day when I tried to do it, found the bee, 
it was having a hard time flying. And so I thought, it's getting late. I'll take it home. I'll be sit for the night. And so I had her in my hand. I opened my front door and she flew up somewhere into the living room. And it was dark. The dogs were barking. There was confusion. Mr. B had specifically told me, babe, don't bring it inside. Just let nature take its course. Leave it outside. It'll be fine. And so, of course, I did what anyone would do and completely ignored that advice, brought it in, lost the bee. So then he was out in the front yard while I was frantically looking for the bee before I stepped on it or the dogs ate it by accident and got stung. All these scenarios are quickly playing out in my head. I turn on the light, still cannot find it. And I thought, well, I better come in and wash my hands. So I went to the kitchen sink. Mr. B came in. As I'm washing my hands at the kitchen sink, I hear a buzzing. And I thought, hmm, that sounds suspiciously like it's up above me at the window. So I pulled a chair, climbed up on it. Mr. B looked at me and said, hey, what, what are you doing? Not, nothing, um, nothing. And so I looked <laughs> and the bee was buzzing because it had flown directly into a spider web. The spider was now spinning its web around it and trying to bite it, injecting it with all these poisons. So of course, ah, the bee. I grab a knife, which is the closest utensil to me, and I managed to separate the bee from the spider and it's freaking out, the poor thing. Its wings are all smushed. I take it outside and try to peel some of the webbing off. I cannot do it. The poor thing now is just dragging its back legs. I know it's not going to be long for this world. And so I had to do the unthinkable. I chopped it up with the knife I had in my hand. What? <laughs> I was trying to give it a quick death. So, it, okay, Husky. I just, I, what I What would be your it. first go-to to end a bee's life, Husky? You know, to be honest, I've never had to do that. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that was good. That was perfect. <laughs> I would think smashing the bee would be better. No? All right, so let's look at this from the point of view of the bee, shall we? Bee, minding its own business. I'm a bee, I'm a bee. Flying around. Oh, it's a little chilly. <laughs> Lands. All of a sudden, big giant. Oh, bee, you come inside. Picks it up, takes it inside. Warms up. Here, be free. Oh, boy, let's get away from the, the giant. Hey, what's that over there? Hey. Flies into a spider web. All of a sudden, oh, shit. So now bees there. Now all of a sudden you got a giant with what I'm assuming is a, for the sake of the story, like a meat cleaver. Yeah, it's a meat cleaver. That's what that's what LLB uses. And she probably put, and she probably put on a hockey mask. <laughs> this is my story. You guys just go with this. Yep. So now all of this a sudden, is how I'm visualizing you, it. Now all of a sudden you got this giant with a hockey mask. Oh no, I'm in trouble. Off with his head. <laughs> That's the bee's point of view, and that's terrifying, <laughs> and I want somebody to write that screenplay. Yes. Call it 
I'm chopping up a baby bumblebee. <laughs> yep. B-movie 2 got really dark. It did. It did. Although I am impressed with how much care you tried to give that bee. That's amazing. I did try. Amazing. I felt really bad, but I know that the smaller creatures are, the slower time moves for them. It's some quantum physics thing. And so yeah. that was what was in my head. If I kill it fast, then it won't be as bad. Yeah, I get you. I get you. All right. So now let's do the important scientific comparison here. Um, I'm going to ask you questions about bees in popular media. And you tell me how accurate it is. Okay. Oh, this is going so, to be fantastic. First off, let's talk Looney Tunes. Um. If, if a swarm of bees is chasing you, will they actually just ignore the shit out of you if you jump in water? I haven't tried it, but I would say maybe. Yeah, I, I think if that's the only thing you can do and you have like one of those hollow reeds and a lily pad over your head, <laughs> yes. I don't see why it wouldn't work. Now, if a bear steals their honey and you're trying to chase that bear to help them, will they form a giant arrow and point you in the correct direction? <laughs> I would like to think they would. This is so great. Husky, I'm right. so glad you didn't tell me these questions. <laughs> this is great. So once again, to pull back the, the veil on the podcast, all of this is due to Raymond. That way we can get authentic reaction. <laughs> It's so good. It is so good. He does not tell me a thing, LLB. It's so classic. Uh, it's perfect. It's because your your authentic laughs are the best. Oh, like man. you can genuinely tell. Like your fake laugh is kind of shit. Um, <laughs> but your authentic laughs are great. I'm just thinking. Like I'm I'm picturing LLB jumping into a pond with lily pads and animated frogs. She has a reed that she's using to to <clears throat> breathe. Comes up out of the pond. Husky's looking for LLB. The bees point to, to LLB in an arrow, and Husky just gives a thumbs up. Thanks, buddies, and continues on his way. This is great. All right, next movie. B movie. Do they all sound like Jerry Seinfeld? I adore B movie, but I have a lot of problems with it. Having bees sound like Jerry Seinfeld is only the tip of the iceberg on that. The boy bees no, don't work. They're not workers. We are no strangers to tearing apart things we don't like. Please go it's, on. Oh, it <laughs> drives me insane because they have all these boy bees and they have all this gear on, like they're in some sort of, I don't know, like Air Force going off to get the pollen. And it's this big effort that they have to do it and the boy bees do nothing it's the girls that are doing all the work they needed more girl bees working hmm. so they made it a patriarchy when it's really a matriarchy um <laughs> sure we'll go with that okay. also i don't like renee zellweger really why not i don't know that, don't worry she, she doesn't listen face. to the podcast Okay, when she scrunches up her face or when she's 
smiles. It looks exactly the same. Like she smelled something really bad. This is true, actually. I've noticed that yeah. too. It's off-putting. Yeah, I've noticed that. Hmm. Um, it's a cute movie other than those things. Okay, good to know. Um, I'm trying to think. I had another question, but I don't remember what it was. Was it about Jerry Seinfeld? I did see him once perform live. Was it any good? Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. So I, I watch Seinfeld I, all the time. So I have a confession to make. I didn't like Seinfeld. And I don't think Jerry Seinfeld's all that funny. That's cool. So Jerry Seinfeld is like Renee Zellweger to me. I don't know. Yes. I, maybe. I, I mean, I don't judge him when he scrunches his face. <laughs> he does that a lot in Seinfeld. He does. <laughs> I would know. Do you know what show I also really hate? Frasier. You tell. Oh, I hate that show too. Frasier. I mean, it, it was one of those shows that, like, they wanted you to think that they were smarter than they are. I don't know that they were smart. They were very pompous. I felt like I had to have my pinky up the whole show. Yes, that's a good <laughs> way to put it. I like the dog. The dog was the best character. Yeah, the dog was adorable. What about you, Raven? Any shows that are, like, well-loved, quote-unquote, that you actually hated? So I've been thinking about this since you mentioned Jerry Seinfeld. Who was that other guy? I think he was on Showtime or HBO <clears throat> that had his own talk show. It's old now. It's older. David. Dang it. Larry David? No, not Larry David. David Letterman? No. He kind of has like a weird face with like, like his eyes are always curious it's a very older talk show, and I think it was on cable. Was it the guy who played Kramer or Jason Alexander? Gary Shandling? There you go, Shandling. Did anybody ever watch that? No, I think that's why it's no. not still on the air. <laughs> no, I love he Gary Shandling. What? He died. No, he didn't. Yeah, he died. What happened? He died? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're right. Gary Shandling died. died in what March. Happened? He died? I did not know. Oh yeah, my a few gosh. years ago, I think. Welp. Rip Gary Shandling. Yeah, I love the guy. Oh, um, was it the Larry Sanders show? I thought it was just the Gary Shandling show, but I don't know. Maybe well, he, he went by a different too. name. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one so I watch. And I think his humor is yeah. way beyond mine because my parents were watching it, but I laughed as if like I knew every joke that he was saying, but hmm. wow. Oh man, that death stings. <laughs> yep. Wow. Harshly. Wow. Wow. So uh, back to, back, okay, something stuck, stood out to me. You said you had no idea if you were allergic to bees or not. So rather than mm -hmm. like test yourself, you know, in a safe environment, you just decided that the first way would, to find out would be to get stung by one. Sure. Why not? Um, there's a movie with Macaulay Culkin in it, and um, it doesn't end well. W what happens if that would have happened to you? Um, 
then I wouldn't be here doing this podcast with you for one. Ah, um, but here's the plot twist. Are you talking Home Alone just so I can be out with you on the same movie? Because I no. only know like Richie Rich and Home Alone where he's like, no, it's like, like and- no, it was my girl. <laughs> my girl, yeah. He loved that. He loved the, you know, the little crush he had and everything. Have you not seen mm-hmm. that movie? I have never seen that movie. Oh, well, so I'm I just spoiled it for so, you. So for the sake of this conversation, I am going to imagine you're talking Home Alone. Yes. Okay. Home okay. Alone. Yes. Well, he was alone when he got stung yep. by many bees. Yep. All right. True or false? When you get a new set of bees, it's prison rules. You have to find the biggest bee in the hive and fight him. And if you lose, the bees leave. What? <laughs> I'm fighting bees. I don't want to fight bees. You, I want them to, to live and be happy. Yeah, that's the new rule of beekeeping. Didn't you read it? It was in like Scientific Magazine, Esquire. Um, <laughs> oh. Yep. yep. Uh, that now you have to find the biggest bee in the hive and fight it. Otherwise, the bees have a right to leave. They can break lease. Oh well, that makes me sad. I don't want to fight my bees. What if it was I, like a I really can't. mean? What if it was a really mean-tempered bee and he insulted you? Ill-tempered. 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 Um. Yeah. Can it be a wasp? I've what if the bee turned wasps. into a wasp? It was once your favorite bee, and it turned into a wasp. Kind of oh. like turtles became ninja turtles. This is yes. just one that became a wasp. It became a ninja wasp. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off with That's- its head. That's See, this serious. is why I carry knives around with me when I deal with bees. <laughs> In case you run across that ninja wasp. You never know. I think there is some sort of hornet, uh, Asian hornet, mm-hmm. that is huge. And its sting, to some people, feels like a gunshot. So if it was that, then heck yeah. Boom. Dead. Punch it right what in the, the face. Heck? Oh, Yeah. Two yeah. questions about that. It feels like a gunshot. Does it feel like the gunshot, like upon impact, or does it feel like the gunshot wound? I've never spoken to anybody who was either stung by an Asian hornet or shot by a gun. So I'm not sure that I'm qualified to answer that <laughs> question, but I oh. know that they said it hurts really, really bad. I watch a lot of YouTube and can answer this. Please. So do. there's a guy. There's a guy on YouTube called Coyote Peterson. Um, he does a show called Brave Wilderness. He, what he did is he worked his way up the pain index or the bites pain index. He like got stung by a tarantula wasp. He got bit by a bullet ant, like all of this stuff. And then he got stung by a Japanese giant hornet and a warrior wasp. The war- and like this guy who got bit by a bullet ant, which is supposed to be like getting shot. Like the warrior wasp took him down for like 48 hours and like he was hallucinating and it was bad. Really? Yeah. You should check it out. What's it called? What's the guy's name? It's Coyote Peterson and the show is called Brave Wilderness. Does he drink his own pee? No. I mean, he might. That might be a hobby. I I don't know. But (laughs) Brave Wilderness. Mm. That's cool. I mean, I hope he's making a lot of money doing this. I believe he's got a deal with National Geographic now. Oh, well, he's sad because National he's got, Geographic is now Disney, right? 
He's got that Disney money. Yeah, exactly. Well, then maybe it was worth it to hallucinate for 48 hours. Okay, so serious question. And B, you might know this. Are, is there actually a parasite that like infects bees and like makes them go like zombie? Or is that just uh, like wasps? I've heard of like a parasite that like gets into their brains and make them zombies and like helps with the parasite spread inside of hives. Uh, yeah, actually there is something to it. I've not done a lot of research on it. I know you can go online and um, look up zombie bees and it does do something to them. It's, I want to say it's like a fly or something lays its larva into the bee. And as the larva grows, it, it, it's like a parasite and it takes control of the bee. And so it sounds really macabre. It's just really weird to see because at night, bees normally don't fly around, but at night they'll fly up to light like a moth would if they're zombie, zombie bees. So I, I have seen that, but I don't know what the parasite, uh, what else it does exactly or how it works. Okay, I'm going to interject for one second because I'm actually really mad at you right now. <laughs> oh, is this was a test? You're calling them zombie bees and missing the very obvious zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the zombies. The fact that she went on for a good two minutes without even like bag an eye at the zombie. He said pun. this is a <clears throat> serious question. I was he getting did. serious. He told he did. On he a comedy it. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it every out. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so easy for every episode when we're only four in. <laughs> so be now is honey honey's obviously a seasonal thing. You live in a warmer climate, but that's still a very seasonal thing, correct? Yeah, I generally harvest honey um in the spring and then late summer, possibly just before winter, also, if there's a lot of honey, depending on how many hives I have. And people can watch you do the harvest and stuff on your Twitch channel. Are you still yes, doing that? Can. Um, I currently do not have bees, but I will be getting some at the end of this month or beginning of May. And I will be starting back up with my beekeeping streams then. And those of you who want to see that, you, where can they find you on Twitch? They can find me at twitch.tv slash LLB. So I definitely will be there because like, Anybody can watch a game, but this is bees. And yes. bees are bees are kind of actually cool. And it's LLB, so obviously you have to be there. Um, one other question that just popped in my head that I meant to ask earlier. What's the difference between like um farm-raised bees and wild bees? Um, like if, if you go to like Walmart for bees and be like, give me those bees. And the other ones are versus like just putting up wild ones in a sack and running. So the wild ones, uh, they usually listen to Metallica, whereas <laughs> the farm raised bees are more into classical. 
That's the biggest difference. So I just want to point out at 35 minutes into this recording, we finally broke her from trying to answer things seriously. <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. like she realizes that this broadcast is um, not to be taken seriously. <laughs> um, will you be selling your honey again this year? Uh, it depends. I do have some uh, that I haven't harvested yet, but I have the frames at home. I probably should harvest that. Um, it's a possibility. Likely, I will be doing more selling next year once my newbies have produced enough honey to be able to sell. Now, in addition to bees, I know you do clay things with like xenomorphs and stuff, right? I splash clay around, yes. And you sell those as well. I do. So I do original sculpts. Um, uh, you have seen the xenomorph. I've done uh, some different pieces um, that are related to things from really cool 80s movies like Goonies and Kroll. So yeah, I do, I do sculpting as well. Um, we will have a link to LLB's Etsy shop if you are interested in that in the show notes. Um, but so check her out on Twitch, check her out on Etsy. Um, check me out from the bushes outside my shower. Um, I already do. Oh, oh, you, you know, the door's unlocked for you, Raven. Oh, well, I've been standing out here for years. All right. So the final question, and this was sent in by a listener. I just made this up. Uh, <laughs> they want to know, B. How do you feel about Superman? Superman is one of the most overrated superheroes of all time. Thank you. She's hired. You're welcome. You See, are welcome. For anybody who wondered why she got on the show, that's the correct answer. <laughs> if you answer anything but that, you're not allowed on this show. Exactly. Exactly. I'd even kick Raven off if he disagreed. And this is our podcast. I don't care how often Raven says, oh, it's Husky's podcast featuring Raven. No, this is Husky and Raven. And I would still kick him off if he liked Superman. I just, <clears throat> you've been like knocking it out of the ballpark. I'm just here having a good time listening. You, you've been cracking me up, dude. So this is very much Husky's podcast. I freaking <laughs> love it. Um, so. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. We're going to try to get guests on who can speak to random stuff. Um, B, thank you for coming on. I know we kind of sprung this on you, and I know you weren't ready at all for what was coming because I wouldn't tell you. Thank you for having me. I actually had a really fun time. It was good. Uh, so once again, you can find myself, Husky Ninja, on Twitter at at Husky Ninja, the I is a one in Ninja. Um, you have at Zero Gravity Theater for Raven Zero. And can where can they find you on Twitter, LLB? They can find me at It's LLB. So I-T-S-L-L-B-E-E. -E. Now, follow me on Twitter if you want one tweet probably every six weeks. Follow Raven on Twitter if you want to hear about his stream and his dogs. Follow B if you actually want frequent content. She does that pretty well. Thank you. Raven, any final thoughts? 
I just want to tell both of you to always be yourself. And no? don't stop believing. That's sweet advice. That was this perfect. Is, this has been the Angry Penguin Podcast. Once again, I'm Husky Ninja. This is Raven Zero. And thank you, LLB. We are signing off. We will see you next week.